The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Living a life of joy and peace begins with knowing all you need is right inside you all the time, waiting to be revealed and shared. Welcome to Timeshare, Living Reality, Navigating the Dream, with your host, Marie Jackson. Listen in as Marie and her regular contributors guide you to realizing the perfection you already are. Now, here is Marie Jackson. Welcome to Timeshare on Voice America's Seventh Wave. My name is Marie Jackson. A timeshare for many of us is a vacation spot, a break from the routine, a place to go for a change of scene or a time out for the to-do list. Afterward, we return feeling refreshed, energized, rested. The timeshare you just tuned into is a bit like that. You can take a time out from your schedule, take a break and a breath, then go back to your day, seeing things perhaps a bit differently, broader, bigger, deeper. Every Thursday from noon until 1 U.S. Eastern Time, my regular contributors and I discuss and explore the subject of metaphysical spirituality, which is a field of study, a philosophy, or a science, seeking to know life's essence beyond what we recognize as physical. Timeshare offers conversations to help deepen our comfort with questions, questions that bridge the gap between materialist science and ideology or faith. And you're invited to join in the conversation. Our intention is to make Timeshare a forum for practical applications of ancient and contemporary teachings, applications to help us understand life, each other, and how to live the happiness that is our birthright. Before we get started on today's show with Priya Rana Kapoor, my regular Second Thursday contributor, I want to take a quick moment to offer my deepest gratitude to you, our listeners, who we just learned are listening in from Canada, Russia, China, the United Kingdom, Japan, Thailand, Trinidad and Tobago, Australia, South Africa, and Brazil, as well as the United States. Paul, Douglas, Priya, and I are thrilled humbled and grateful for this warm reception. Thank you. We learned that our top 10 access shows include ego, reincarnation, giving ourselves permission to expand and be all we can be, and A Course in Miracles. With that in mind, let me ask you, our listeners, to give us your feedback about what you'd like to hear in more depth. Please contact me on my Facebook page, through email, Twitter, or in a direct telephone conversation. I would love to know your questions. This show is for you, our listeners. Give us your topic, and we'll give you our best. Thank you for the opportunity. Today, I am joined once again by Priya Rana Kapoor, my regular Second Thursday contributor. Priya is a life coach, speaker, author, and magazine editor offering tools and perspective on overcoming doubt, revealing personal courage, and realizing personal dreams. Priya's book, 
Give Yourself Permission to Live Your Life, Magazine, Give Yourself Permission, and e-courses offer practical applications for authentic living in a distracting world. Priya joins me every month with her perspective on creating an environment that allows the promise inherent in each of us from the time we are born to be fulfilled. That's what this show is all about, sharing perspectives and tools with our listeners. Hello, Priya, and as always, I'm looking forward to our conversation. As am I with you, Marie, and what a lovely introduction, and thank you that you sent out to everybody, and I'd like to get on that bandwagon with you and thank everybody for tuning in all over the world, I mean, because that's really why we do this work, and as you say, it's for the listener, it's for other people, so that was just lovely, so thank you for letting me be part of it. By all means, you're a big contributor to what we try to do here, so uh, I'm really grateful that you're able to do this with us every month. Um, Our April statement, we take a statement every month, and then we look at it from different perspectives, and the perspective that you bring is an important one about how we can live our authentic life in this confusion, chaos that we sometimes call our daily living. So um, the, the the statement that we're pursuing this month, for the month of April, is simplicity doesn't bring scarcity, it brings wealth. Mm-hmm. So let's begin with a couple of definitions. How do you define simplicity? You know, I find simplicity as making things not complicated. And I know that sounds, it's, it's sometimes we, in an effort to make things perfect, we make it maybe more complicated than it need be, or we do too much. So it's definitely sometimes done is enough, and that can be simple. And that doesn't mean that it's bad, that it hasn't, it's not good, you know, it's, 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 you've done it too fast or something like that. So simplicity is not making too much of it. Well, when you say done is enough, when, when you first made that statement, the first place that I went to is how we can sometimes get coerced or, um, get sidetracked by what somebody else thinks is enough. So I might be putting something together and I think that it's lovely and I think that it's finished mm-hmm. and I think that it's exactly what I want it to be. But my brain flips up and goes, oh, I don't know, my mother might not think so-and-so is coming and they're going to take a look. And then I start to get overstressed and anxious about good enough is not good enough. And that's when things get really complicated because we're trying to please, in my view, we're trying to please too many other people or add too much to something when the simplicity part of it keeps it open and free and natural and allows mm-hmm. us to enjoy the, the, the spaciousness and the light and the truth of what it is. Yeah, that's lovely. And why I, why I say sometimes it's good enough, I tell this little story. Well, it's not a little story. It's actually fundamental in my life. When I was in grad school, I was working with a leader in the field in clinical psychology and aging. I mean, a leader. And, and she had very few people in her lab. And so, and she required a lot of people. But she would say to us sometimes, you know, it done is good enough. You need to get this done. Because you're being too hard on yourself and you're requiring perfection of yourself and we need to publish something or we need to get something Mm -hmm. done. And so in a way, weirdly, she gave me permission (laughs) to, yeah, yeah, there's that word. And she gave me the permission um, to say, okay, this has got to be done and I don't have to beat myself up over this. So now when I'm doing things, I have to look at it and I say, am I making this too complicated? 
So, or, or do I need to finish this off at this point? Do I need to stop right now? And so that's what I mean about done being good enough because otherwise I'm complicating my life too much. And if we're always doing our best, Mm-hmm. And we're giving it what we what what our best is with whatever we know at that moment, then that is enough. That is enough. And and we need to say thank you and mm-hmm. let it go with that and move on. And move on to something yeah. else. Yeah. And you're absolutely right. We need to show up. We need yeah, to show up the best we can every day. But sometimes we try and show up as you said um, like to, more because yeah. we're trying to impress Yep. Trying to impress someone else. You know. So we we show up more than we, we need to. So sorry. So but that puts an artificial pressure on ourselves. That then, then we're just, and then we're not being true to ourselves either, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. We need to, we need to just be who we are. This is the truth of who we are, and we're fine. Exactly that in that word enough. You know, I'm not smart enough. I'm not thin enough. I'm not tall mm-hmm. enough. I'm not fashionable enough. You know, fill in the blank enough. Um, and that puts an artificial pressure on us, I think, and that complicates things. It complicates things, and it doesn't, it doesn't give us a chance to celebrate who we truly are because we're always trying to be something else. And, and the question is, who are we enough for? Mm-hmm. What are we trying to be enough for ourselves, for our parents, mm-hmm. for society? Mm-hmm. You know, so that's the real question. Okay, sometimes we do have to impress other people if we're trying to get a job or something like that or an mm-hmm. examiner. or something. So, so it's really having that intention back to what you work strong, long and hard with is intention. So what is our intent here? Is it to be to show off to other people or is it because we have to uh, mm-hmm. pass an exam? Or are we doing this for ourselves because we are stepping into our own glory and we're putting ourselves out there? And so we have to decide what's good enough for us without beating ourselves up. Mm-hmm. And that's the celebration part. I think we get to celebrate who we are if, if we show up just as the truth of who we are. I like to keep simple and direct in the same mm-hmm. frame. Um, we tend to complicate things when we're trying to please too many people and cover too many bases and do other people's work for them. Mm-hmm. The truth of who we are just needs to be allowed to shine, but, and it doesn't take a whole lot of extra gilding. So being mm-hmm. direct, being simple, allows for more things to happen then because you yeah. just immediately move on to something else. I love that. Um, one of the things that, that always helps me in simplifying is clearing clutter. Oh, God. <laughs> clutter from our clocks from our calendars from our priorities from our lives um what what is your worst what is your worst clutter Priya in your life what is your worst clutter (laughs) (laughs) do you know I would have said until yesterday that it was my closet um and normally it's not like that um and it's the weird thing is is the last year since I moved to Santa Barbara we've been so busy with the magazine and everything like that that I've just put that aside and I realize you know and so Yesterday, I was packing to go to England, which I'm going in a few days, and and I started to rearrange my whole closet, and I'm like, oh my goodness, I didn't know I had that. <laughs> and so all the treasures is like Christmas; you can find new stuff, and I don't have to buy anything new. That's Talk hilarious. Simplicity, you know. I thought that I needed these things, but but I don't. I don't need it because I I simply have three pairs of black trousers. I don't need another pair. But until I cleaned up my closet, I didn't know I had three pairs. So um, that's the thing. With, with cl- You're absolutely right about the clutter. And it's clearing it out so you can breathe and you can see what's right in front of you. So 
Yes, I love that. I, but uh, my biggest thing is I need to keep clutter out of my clock and out of my calendars. I need to simplify my clock and simplify my calendar. And what I tend to do is overstuff both of them. And I kind of jam things like right up with no wiggle room in between, no meditation room in between, no breathing room in between. And it gets really complicated when I, when I let too much clutter to take over my clock or my calendar, then I become, then instead of the, my calendar being a tool for me, I become a tool for my calendar. And yes. I, need to, I need to simplify that and streamline that. And I have to learn to say things like, mm, I don't know that I can do that just now. How about if I get back to you on that? Mm. And that tends to simplify things too. And I feel this wealth of time because that's what our theme is. You know, simplif- simplification mm-hmm. brings it, we'll see, brings wealth and it opens mm-hmm. things up and it helps us to breathe because we allow ourselves to see our way clear by simplifying yeah. things. We, we can see our way clear. Um, I love that. If we clear, we need to clear clutter from our hearts too. Um, that's always a little bit tougher because a lot of times we're carrying around clutter and complication in our hearts from uh, old relationships, old unresolved issues when we either didn't handle a relationship correctly um, or how it is that that we need to go forward in a relationship. So um, let's take a look at that on the other side of a break. We're just about up on a break here. So let's uh, give that a little bit of thought while we go away and um, talk about how to simplify the matters of the heart. So when Mm. we come back, we're going to be talking about that. So um, let me remind our listeners that you are listening to Timeshare on Voice America's 7th Wave with me, Marie Jackson. My regular second Thursday contributor, Priya Rana Kapoor, and I are talking about simplicity today and how it brings wealth. We'll talk more after a break. You're listening to Timeshare. Please stay with us. We'll be right back. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Marie Jackson is a holistic mentor in the field of metaphysical spirituality. Her practice includes private advising, workshops, and talks. Clients and students are offered tools, guidance, practices, and resources for managing stress and realizing personal power. Marie has a focus on intention and the law of attraction. By staying true to the spirit of who you are in daily living, you can process short and long-term goals, negotiate and hold boundaries, and clarify communication and commitments in work, relationships, and family dynamics. For more information, visit mariejackson.net. The 7th Wave Channel on The Voice America Network. You are tuned into Timeshare, Living Reality, Navigating the Dream. To reach Marie Jackson or her guest today, please call into the program at 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. If you'd rather send an email, her email address is marie at mariejackson.net. Now, back to Timeshare. Welcome back. 
Today I am talking with Priya Rana Kapoor about simplicity and how it clears the way for wealth. Before we went to break, we started to talk about clutter in our closets, in our um, calendars, on our clocks. And I want to talk a little bit about keeping things simple in our lives, in our hearts, in our relationships, when we are, uh, when we have a lot of unresolved stuff hanging on to relationships, it just kind of, it just kind of keeps rearing up and reminding us of, oh, you need to fix that. There's a little bit of that message popping in and out of our heart and in our head sometimes. I'm not, I'm not very good sometimes at resolving all of that right away. I feel like I need to sit with it a while and breathe with it a little while and see what the real issue is. Why am I not resolving this? Why am I not approaching this? What am I afraid of? And because fear is always at the heart of all of this stuff. Um, What is your approach with clearing clutter from your life and from relationships that just kind of keep dragging around, Priya? Well, you know what, that's a really hard one. And it's just the way you said, I'm not always good at doing it straight away. Um, And definitely working with clients, it's a process. It's building block. It's first of all, awareness and recognizing that the, these pains in the heart, as it were, and all the stuff that's in that heart is, is holding us back. And then it's breaking it down. And then it's working and it all comes from fear. Um, on so many levels, fear of security, fear of not being secure, fear of being hurt. I mean, they're all nuances. And so it's, it's working through all of that and then working on letting each piece go. And this may sound convoluted and systematic, but I think affairs of the heart, as it were, and pain in the heart and clutter in the heart are just so vulnerable making that those are the big ones that, that there's so much attached to it and and so much pain and oh just everything that that one I think is 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 more of a process process to get through it and it's recognizing it and building upon that I have to I have to tell you I had a conversation just today before we uh, got together I had a conversation with a woman that I've been working with for some time. Um, she's positively brilliant. She has a, a very responsible position in her workplace, and she's well-respected by a lot of people. But she, her personal life, her professional life is top-notch, but her personal life is absolutely run by fear. Mm. And a lot of the mistakes that she has made along the way just keep compounding because she doesn't resolve them and she doesn't deal with them. So she keeps dragging them into the next relationship and the next Mm -hmm. relationship and the next relationship until we get to this place. And I've had this conversation with her many times. We get to this place where we need to take care of some of this. Well, I can't do it just now. It's not the right. Now is not the right time. I said, if we're going to wait for time to tell you when is when it's right, it'll never happen. Time is not your friend here because in time, what we're doing is we're just complicating. We're adding layers yeah. over a period of time. And one of my favorite, uh, one of my favorite phrases is the best time to, to plant it. It's a Chinese proverb. The best time to plant a tree is 20 years ago. The next best time is now. Right. So you yeah. need to deal with it now. And as you said, 
take it apart a piece at a time, deconstruct it. What does this look like? What can we do with this? How can we put this away? And a bit at a time, it becomes unraveled. It's tough, though, when you have a client who is stuck in some really bad habits, and those habits are based in fear. Well, and it's also learned behavior. It's it's what they've experienced, and so they're like, okay, this is going to happen again. Mm-hmm. Because this is what happened last time, and this is what I did, and this is what happened, and this is how I felt. Mm-hmm. And this is what mm-hmm. the, out, the, the fallout was. So it's learned mm-hmm. behavior, it's behavior we learn from our parents, you know, or family of origin, um, media, you know, so many of the, you know, stories are happy ever after. Mm-hmm. And when it doesn't happen for us, mm-hmm. we're like, okay, what are we doing wrong? And then we get into blame and shame. And it's, this is really complicated. And it's very, you know what, it's scary and painful. And so this is the one thing when I'm working with clients and when I was a therapist as well, this is where I'd say, I know this is going to, you know, this is scary. I know, and this isn't going to be easy. So this is where you cop, you know, you, you, you cop up. You say, okay, this is not easy. And, but let's, let's walk hand in hand. Let's do this together. And I think if you, and, and I, I recognize this from, uh, I was glancing through your book before we, we got together today. I wanted to refresh my memory with a couple of, of the tools that you, that you put together. What, one of the things that I, that I so, um, um, so admire about the way you approach a client is even if you'll go back with that client to find a little bit of a truth test with them. Mm. So if they have all these, uh, terrible understandings of what they're capable of or not capable of you'll find something really tiny and small and say but that doesn't apply to this you're very good at this and then you finally get the client to admit that they're good at something (laughs) and once and then you build on that and I think that that's a great approach that you use you know you build on that okay let's find one thing that you're really good at that does not fall into the category of I I can't do it Mm-hmm. And then you build on that, and a little bit at a time, the client gains more confidence and sees that they can accomplish. And when they can accomplish, then they're willing to take the risk to try to heal other things. I think yeah, that's they, a very important approach. And they have to trust themselves. And so my job as a coach or, or a therapist is to ask the questions where they come to their own understanding of that actually they are A, good enough, or they are good at some things, and Maybe not what they were worried about, but that's okay because they're good at something else and that being okay for them and that they can trust themselves to move forward. And that's the big thing. The sense of freedom, the sense of freedom and the liberation that comes when they get to that place, though, must be just the most fabulous feeling for them. Because they realize that all this stuff that they've been dragging around and all this stuff that has kept them confined and imprisoned all this time has just been broken away. And then they're free. They're free to be themselves and they're free. And it's, and it comes down to what we were talking about. It's it's simplifying. Let go of the stuff that doesn't work for you anymore. When you let go of what stuff, what doesn't work for you, you make room for what does. And it's slightly confusing for them. Because that's the way they've always done it. And all of a sudden, yeah, the game's habits. changed. Yeah. Habits. And they're like, uh, okay, now how do I move forward? <laughs> okay, I've got a new self-concept or self-esteem. Okay, so now, now what? Because what was, what was happening before is it was a safe place for them because they knew it. However dysfunctional, I mean that in the nicest way. You know, I mean that in a, 
in a clinical way, as it were, but it, it worked. It worked and it was safe because they knew it. And so now it's moving forward into this new, exciting arena. That's how I like to always see it, even though it's scary. It's exciting. Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> uh, it's a scary setting. But it, it, help me understand this. Something if I have not had a whole lot of experience with this with clients, but maybe you have. How do you work with a client who's really working hard to overcome some of this um, the, this debilitating, imprisoning kind of? clutter that they're dragging around in their lives mm-hmm. they're working and they really want it to to work for them but they're mm-hmm. in an environment a family a marriage a work situation where the people around them do not want them to come as um to to heal that's the only word that i can think of to heal that part of their lives um there's a there's an empowerment that takes place with the people around them if they manage to keep In this case, it would be your client. If they manage to keep your client in um, a disadvantaged state. Yeah. Have you worked with anybody like that? I I haven't had too much experience like that, but I've had some. And I wonder how you approach it. Yeah, and and that that would definitely, not only is a two-pronged offensive on that one. And first of all, it is working on the client themselves and their perception of themselves and the work around in their interior work, the work, but it's also <clears throat> understanding the people around them. So once they start to understand themselves, so, I mean, the, the, for me, a big one is values. When you understand your values, you're more able to understand other people's values. And so this isn't to let the other person off the hook, but if the more you understand the other people and what drives them, the more you're able to communicate with them and, and for want of a better word, work around them. <laughs> so in a way, it's a slightly manipulative process. And I don't mean that in a bad way, but it's a manipulative process because sometimes you don't want to divorce your parents. You want to be around your sister, you, you know, and you, you don't want to walk away. Sometimes you have to walk away from toxic people, but sometimes you don't want to, but they're still holding, you feel they're holding you back. So it's looking at what part you play in that dance, as it were, with the other person. But you can do that even better when you understand that other person more and where their fears are mm-hmm. and what their drivers are. And a lot of times someone says, well, why should I change and they don't change? Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> you can't make anybody change. And do you want your life back? Do you want your life? And so I'm not saying change who you are, but change how you interact with other people. Mm-hmm. And so that's how I would work with people when they're in a situation where people are trying to keep them down. And sometimes they're not always keeping, they perceive, the, the client perceives that these people are trying to keep them down. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's two pronged, the three, you know, two pronged offensive here. Well, um, there are a couple, you're touching on a couple of things that, that I like to, to use working with people and, and, um, and, uh, what I always say is we're, we're just about up on a break, so let me just say this before we go, mm-hmm. that whenever we're faced, this is what I deal with with some of my clients, whenever we're faced with a situation that seems like we cannot get around it or we cannot get mm-hmm. away from it, we can either accept it, we can fix it, mm-hmm. or we can leave it. Those are the mm-hmm. only three options we ever have. We can accept it, we can fix it, or we can leave it. So let's take a break here, and when we come back, we'll talk about how to accept things, fix things, or leave things. And there are lots of different ways that we can leave things, so we'll talk about that when we get back. 
You are listening to Timeshare on Voice America's 7th Wave with me, Marie Jackson. My regular Second Thursday contributor, Priya Rana Kapoor, and I are talking about simplicity today and how to clear clutter from our lives, hearts, calendars, and clocks. Today's show is pre-recorded, so please do not call in. Priya can always be reached through her website, Twitter, and Facebook pages, or through email, so please contact her directly with your thoughts to continue this conversation or to start another one. We'll be right back. Please stay with us. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Marie Jackson is a holistic mentor in the field of metaphysical spirituality. Her practice includes private advising, workshops, and talks. Clients and students are offered tools, guidance, practices, and resources for managing stress and realizing personal power. Marie has a focus on intention and the law of attraction. By staying true to the spirit of who you are in daily living, you can process short and long-term goals, negotiate and hold boundaries, and clarify communication and commitments in work, relationships, and family dynamics. For more information, visit mariejackson.net. The 7th Wave Channel on The Voice America Network. You are tuned into Timeshare, Living Reality, Navigating the Dream. To reach Marie Jackson or her guest today, please call into the program at 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. If you'd rather send an email, her email address is marie at mariejackson.net. Now, back to Timeshare. Welcome back. I am with Priya Rana Kapoor today, author of Give Yourself Permission to Live Your Life. And before we went to break, we were talking about how to manage relationships when we are trying to overcome something or heal something or break a habit. And the people around us, either in our uh, environment, our families, our relationships, are really hooked on the drama that surrounds all of this. Uh, maybe we're working really hard and and we need some support, but it maybe it's fun to somebody else to sabotage us from time to time. When I'm working with a client um, and they're they're facing what they consider to be something that's insurmountable, I always tell them that we always have three solutions to any problem that we're involved with. We can accept it. Whatever the situation is, we can accept it, we can fix it, or we can leave it. It's difficult to accept something because that has a very um, very hopeless kind of, it, this is ending, this is the way it is, this is the way it's always going to be, world without ending, man. And that's really tough to accept sometimes. Sometimes we're with people that just can't be fixed. And when, you know, there are 10 rules for fixing other people. Rule number one, you can't fix other people. And rules two through 10 refer, refer to rule one. So um, we can't fix other people. We can only create an environment where they can fix themselves. But if they're not inclined to fix themselves, then the situation doesn't get fixed. I always like to work with the leave it. 
And there are lots of ways to leave a relationship without physically leaving. You don't necessarily have to move out, get a divorce, move to another part of the country, things like that. But the biggest tool that I like to use with my clients where leaving a situation is concerned is something that I call porous boundaries. We can put up a boundary between the behavior of the other person and ourselves so that we don't necessarily put up a wall and exclude them from our lives. We don't eliminate them from our lives. What we do is we eliminate the behavior from our lives. And that's what the porous boundary is. We have a boundary up that only lets in the good stuff. Mm. We have pores that we allow love to go back and forth, clear communication to go back and forth, support, respect, integrity can go back and forth. But as soon as it gets abusive, that's the part of the boundary that will not allow it to come in. Mm. And that comes from inner strength. How do we define that boundary? What does it look like? What does the behavior look like? What will I allow in? What will I not allow in? So if we can't fix something, we can't accept something, we can leave it to an extent. Now, if you're in a position to leave a relationship and move to another part of the country, by all means do it. But a lot of us are entangled in our family situations or our marriages. You know, we've got kids and other things that are, that are complicating things. But we can put up that porous boundary. We need to work on that boundary a little bit. What are your thoughts about that, Priya? Yeah, no, I really like that way of thinking about it with the porous boundaries. I put that section of when you have to work with people in a different way into the acceptance bucket, as it were. Mm-hmm. So you accept that they're that kind of person and you, you, and I, you know, I don't think acceptance is a giving up. I think accepting is understanding the other person and understanding the situation going and understanding yourself and saying, this is what I'm going to allow. to Mm -hmm. to work for me and this is what I'm not going to allow. So that's a place of acceptance. So this is all really minutiae though because you're you're absolutely right. It's, It's when you start believing in yourself and start understanding what you will and won't accept or live with or live, you know, as a family or whatever, or whatever the relationship is, that's when you get the strength and we go back to simplicity Sometimes we just make relationships so complicated and the other people want it to be so complicated. So if we can break it down into a very simplistic way, even though relationships are very complicated as it were, but Mm -hmm. but we can maybe look at them more simplistically um, to, to save ourselves. And it's really about saving ourselves so we have the space to thrive, to be wealthy as it were as you were saying, you know, and so it's, it's really making it simpler. I understand. And not buying into other people's complicated way of doing things. And that's so difficult. <laughs> my, uh, my general uh, client population is um, over 40-ish, excuse me, mm-hmm. about, about 40 to about 55. Mm-hmm. Okay, the people who are more mature, a, a little, you know, with grown children, Mm-hmm. And maybe they're in their second or third career, um, pretty solid in, in how they feel about their lives. They're not as directly connected to um, social media that a lot mm-hmm. of younger people are involved with. So I don't always run into a problem with social media, but I found that what I'm learning just from other people and some of my clients who have children 
that social media adds a really big wrinkle to this simplicity thing. Mm-hmm. Because how many friends do you have and what did you say and how did somebody read this and what did somebody say about somebody else? And then it gets really complicated. Oh, I never said that. Mm-hmm. This is where this is this is the antithesis of simplicity. It gets really complicated as far as I'm concerned with the social our social lives before all this electronic connect, connectivity that we're enjoying today. Our social lives were were really direct communications and one-on-one. Mm-hmm. Now everything is hundreds of people at the same time. How do we get to the simple life if social media is such a big part of our lives? Do you have any experience with that? Um, well, I have clients that run absolutely run the gamut from 17 to 79. Okay. So, yeah, so. I, I was hoping that you could help me with this because <laughs> I really don't know where to start with that. Well, you know, and I, I think it's... It, it's it be definitely escalated. It's definitely more intense. There's, it's multiplied. You, you have immediacy is definitely there. And I even find myself with, with the work I do when I have to do stuff on social media and then a new Snapchat and things like, well, you know, and I'm thinking, do I really want to get involved in one more thing? You know, because, because there are generational things, but that the way we communicated and the way our parents communicated is different from the way people communicate now so it seems overwhelming for us but it's not as overwhelming for the for the younger generation because that's the way they know how they don't pick up the phone the way we did so does it but and sorry there had there was always bullying for instance even on the play in in the playground but i and i don't know whether kids are now playing with each other in the playground or if they're all looking at their phones and chatting with each other you know (laughs) but it's just a different way of communication that's what i and it definitely is faster and there's a lot of studies out there saying the brain cannot keep up and this is why people are burning out and this is why it's too much for people but the bullying and the interaction in the younger generation and keeping up yes is definitely we see it as more intense than we had but it's the way that they are communicating now so is it, they don't know any difference. They don't know a less intense way. So their brains are really working differently and they're understanding things in a different way. So, so how do we help them understand what simple means? And that comes back to, I think, the way I would approach it with a younger client is coming back to themselves. What do they want for themselves? What is right for them? And... And making decisions, going through all of the social media things they have, all of the texting, all the people, and, and going through and, and really making, I'm, you know, I'm big on inventories and taking stock. Yes, so, you, you know, <laughs> I'm a big one of that. And so what is it that's overwhelming you? And where are you feeling stress? Is this something you want to carry on with? Is this something you don't want to carry on with? So if you don't, how are you going to phase it out? If you do, how are you going to make it work for you so it's a little less intense? And what does that mean for you? And what does that look like? So that's the way I would go about it is doing lists and figuring out what is what does work for you and what doesn't work for you and taking action around that. Well, I'm really glad that you're doing that, Priya, because if I get a 17-year-old client, I'm sending her to you. <laughs> <laughs> I love working with uh, older teenagers, as it were. I love yeah. it because yeah. there's so much possibility there you know, for them. For them, they have so much possibility. It's just, again, taking stock. What is it that you're good at? What is it that you don't like doing? And, and figuring it out from there. So this, yeah. 
That's a good way to look at it. Um, we started out our conversation today with defining simplicity. Mm-hmm. So uh, let me ask you to define wealth. What is wealth to you? Wealth is freedom. Uh, and I, that wealth is the pla- a place you can be in so you can make choices. Freedom is choices. Choices is freedom, as it were. And then that is a wealthy life where you are in a position to make choices for yourself. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what I would think. I mean, we all go to money and things like that. But. Yeah, wealth to me is um, being, in, being in a position to just enjoy um, the people I love, mm. have the space and the time and the, um, the simplicity of it all. I would rather have a bowl of Cheerios with someone I love than go to a gala with 100 people I don't know. And um, I'd rather just be walking my dog in the sunshine than worrying about, you know, what I'm going to be doing on New Year's Eve. That, to me, is wealth. It's, yeah. it's a spaciousness. It's a lightness. It's an understanding that the abundance around me um, is just enjoying where I am in this moment now with the people that I love and I care about doing work that I love and care about and helping people mm-hmm. that I care about. That to me is wealth. When, whenever I, you know, every once in a while I watch these fancy shows on television, you know, the lifestyles of the very wealthy, I think, <laughs> oh my God, I don't even want to think about the staff that it takes to run a place like that. So, <laughs> you know, that to me is not wealth. That to me is, is complexity. That to me mm. is, you know, the more you have, the more you have to worry about and manage. And that to me is, is not wealth. So I think if, if we're defining it in money, that's one thing. But if we're defining it in, uh, if we're defining it in what we feel, um, and we feel this closeness and a connectivity with the people around us, and we're available to the people who need us and who love us, then that to me is my definition of of wealth. I think that's a good way to. I think that's a good lovely. way to uh, yeah. for me to think about it anyway. We're yeah, going to take our final. We're going to take our final break here. So let me remind our listeners: this is Timeshare on Voice America Radio's Seventh Wave Channel. With me, Marie Jackson, my regular Second Thursday contributor, Priya Rana Kapoor, and I are talking about simplicity today. Our show is pre-recorded, so please contact Priya with any questions or comments after the broadcast. When we return in a minute or two, Priya and I will wrap up with some final thoughts about how to simplify our lives to stay in the abundance of who we are. So please stay with us. We'll be right back. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Marie Jackson is a holistic mentor in the field of metaphysical spirituality. Her practice includes private advising, workshops, and talks. Clients and students are offered tools, guidance, practices, and resources for managing stress and realizing personal power. Marie has a focus on intention and the law of attraction. By staying true to the spirit of who you are in daily living, you can process short and long-term goals, negotiate and hold boundaries, and clarify communication and commitments in work, relationships, and family dynamics. For more information, visit mariejackson.net. 
the 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. You are tuned into Timeshare, Living Reality, Navigating the Dream. To reach Marie Jackson or her guest today, please call into the program at 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. If you'd rather send an email, her email address is marie at mariejackson.net. Now, back to Timeshare. Welcome back. Thank you for joining us. My guest today is Priya Rana Kapoor, my regular contributor, Priya Rana Kapoor. And we are talking about simplicity and how it does not bring scarcity, it brings wealth. Sometimes we think that if we just keep things simple, we don't have much. But keeping things simple means we have it all. Mm. And it opens us up to be available to people we love and to be accessible and to enjoy what's going on and stay connected and uh, a lot of times when we clutter our lives and our clocks and our calendars with a lot of stuff to do and maintain and we're going from one thing to the next, um, we lose the joy of just being. And keeping things simple gives us that wealth of being. So um, one of the things that I wanted to do in, the, in our final segment here, Priya, is if you could leave our listeners with just one tip about how to simplify their lives, what would that be? Well, you know me, it would be not to repeat myself, but it's to take stock of what is, you know, make an inventory of things that are complicating your life or that you feel, well, first of all, identify what it is you feel overwhelmed by and then looking at it from an angle of how you can make it more simple. So, or how, if you can get rid of it altogether. So again, it's this inventory. What is complicating? What is what is more complicated than need be and how can you simplify it? So it's writing it down. I'm a big one on journaling, making lists. Yeah, making lists. And, and making it seems lists. so... Go Sorry. on. No, it seems so simple. <laughs> so no pun intended. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but sometimes simple is good. And so just making lists and then crossing off what you no longer want to do is, is, is maybe an easy way to do it. That's also a way of concretizing things, I think. I know it's if I have a lot of things that are going on, I know that if I just write them down, I get them out of my brain mm-hmm. and onto the paper, and that frees me up to just relax and think a little bit more. And when I put it on paper, it doesn't look quite either as complicated or as important. And yeah. I look at it and I go, oh, you know, I don't really need to do that. If I just leave it alone, it'll just go away and then I don't have to deal with it at all. Or an easy solution comes up, an easier solution when you see it on a piece of paper. You go, oh, okay, I know how to fix that Yeah, instead of ruminating. That's when we keep it in our brain, it ruminates. It goes around and around and then it grows tentacles. So yes, 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 (laughs) yeah. And then it multiplies like little rabbits. Suddenly we have a lot more. I understand. I get it. Well, say, that's a good, go down, that's a good tip. I love lists. Lists are my favorite things. I especially like to put things off of my list and onto other people's lists. That, but that's another show. <laughs> okay. That's a whole other show. <laughs> one, of my, um, one of my favorite uh, texts that I use a lot, this is my tip for our listeners. One of the texts that I use a lot that I refer to a lot is The Seven Spiritual Laws of Success by Deepak Chopra. Um, and law number four, there's seven spiritual laws. The four, fourth law is the law of least effort. 
I really like this one. I'm going to read from the book. It says, The fourth spiritual law of success, the law of least effort, is based on the fact that nature's intelligence functions with effortless ease, with carefreeness, harmony, and love. This is the principle of do less and accomplish more. When we learn this lesson from nature, we easily fulfill our own desires. If we observe nature at work, we see that the least effort is expended. Grass doesn't try to grow, it just grows. Mm. Fish don't try to swim, they just swim. This is their intrinsic nature. It is the nature of the sun to shine. And it is human nature to make our dreams manifest into physical form easily and effortlessly. What is commonly called a miracle is actually an expression of the law of least effort. So I like that because if it's too hard to do and it's too complicated and it's got too many ramifications and tentacles, as that's the word that you use, I think it's a perfect word, if it keeps going into too many permutations and gets all entangled, it's going against a law of nature. Mm. If it's too hard to do, we shouldn't be doing it. What do you mm. think? Oh, yeah. And that you, we all have experiences in our lives where something's been too hard to do and then it's blown up in our face. And you think, if I'd only listened to the oh, voice. That's the you truth. Know, if yes. I had only listened to my gut and if I had only listened to the whisper, what well, I call it the whisper, whisper from God or uh, whisper the universe from or whatever. God, yes. Yeah. Yeah, yes, if exactly. If I had only listened to the whisper, I wouldn't, this wouldn't be blowing up. So. <laughs> so. Well, that's part of the intuition of it all, isn't it? Mm. Because we've all been in those situations where we have this little voice saying, I really don't want to do that. Do you really, really want to do that? And then for some reason you want, you want to impress someone or you want to do somebody else's work for them. Mm-hmm. And somehow you want to go into something that is unnatural, but then it comes back and it bites you. Mm-hmm. And when you're all finished, you say, you know, I, I kind of knew that that was coming. And why didn't I just stick with what I knew to be true? And why don't I just stay with what I know and what I understand and keep it simple, keep it truthful, be true to yourself, keep it simple. Yeah. And uh, you cannot help but, but enjoy the wealth of who you are. That's, that's, the whole total, that's the whole total package right there as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, and it, just quickly, it's, it's, it's you trusting yourself. And getting to that place of trusting of self, depending on your family background, is a really tough place to be. And so it's really working on that first, and then everything will follow. It's, you know, that you matter, that you can take care of yourself. You know, it's you all take the, care. It's yeah. all a process, isn't it? <clears throat> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a building block process. So, And it never quite stops, and it never quite stops. Thank goodness. Thank goodness, exactly right. (laughs) So we're coming to the close of our show today, and I thank you so much for being with us and offering your guidance. This has been a really good show because this was really important. I think simplicity is an important part of our life and how we approach simplicity and make it a, a regular part of a regular objective in our lives. It opens us up for so much more. Please tell our listeners how they can get in touch with you to pursue this conversation or start others with you, how they can get your book and subscribe to your weekly coaching tips or courses. I'm, I'm, I really look forward to your tips every week. They help me to stay focused. So please tell our, our listeners how they can get in touch with you. Thank you, Marie. Um, yeah, just to my website, www.gyspermission.com. Dot com. So let's give yourself permission, gyspermission.com. And there you can, my email's there, all the information, sign-up forms, how to get the book, and how to submit a, an article for the new anthology that's coming up. So maybe we'll 
go over that next time, but there's information on the website. Excellent, excellent. Thank you so much. Priya will be with us again this second Thursday in May. Please join us then. You've been listening to Timeshare on Voice America's 7th Wave Channel with me, Marie Jackson, your host. I am a holistic mentor in the field of metaphysical spirituality. I help people manage stress, achieve goals, and realize personal power in daily living by staying true to the spirit of who they are in work, relationships, and family dynamics. I focus on intention and the law of attraction for developing spiritual practices that bring us to inner balance and peace. You can learn more about the work I do in the field of spiritually holistic living at mariejackson.net. While there, you can sign up for my weekly intention tune-ups, brief commentary on living our intended human nature, and my daily boosts, quotations from myself and public figures keeping us in harmony with who we are. Please know I offer a free one-hour private and confidential conversation to anyone who contacts me. I have flexible hours and do Skype sessions, so please reach out. We'll make that happen. My regular third Thursday contributor, holistic psychotherapist Douglas Economy, will be with me next week, April 21st, as we explore wealth of simplicity as seen through the lens of A Course in Miracles. Please join us. Call us. The broadcast will be live, so you can submit your questions to either one of us ahead of time, or we'll address them on the air. Let me once again thank all our listeners from almost every corner of the globe for tuning in and sharing time with us live and through our archives. I hope you'll join us again live noon until 1 U.S. Eastern Time or anytime through the Timeshare homepage on Voice America as we explore the field of metaphysical spirituality. In the meantime, I wish you ease in living your wholeness. Thank you for tuning in to Timeshare, Living Reality, Navigating the Dream. Please join your host, Marie Jackson, again next Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time, as she brings you another thought-provoking show on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Have a great week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.